Hello and welcome to We Will Talk About It, the Supernatural Rewatch podcast where we watch one episode every week, spoiler free. I'm Megan. I'm Kat. And this week we are doing season one, episode nine, Home. It's a great episode. This is a good episode. This is getting back into the like season arc as mm. well. Yeah, we're really driving it home. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to do it. Oh my God. Yeah, had to do it. But yeah, no, when I watch this episode, I obviously don't know why it blanked out of my mind because it's a great episode, mm. but it's also a really, it's pushing that story arc. We're finally getting mm-hmm. back into a story arc and we're moving it forward. Mm-hmm. Before we get into the episode though, we actually heard from a fan, well, a fan seems like such an exaggeration, but we heard from a listener this week. So we heard from Renata. She's in <gasps> Brazil. Hi, Renata. Hello. Um, and she sent a lovely message on Twitter uh, because we basically yelled at you guys to do it in skin. Yeah. And so she decided to do it. And yeah. she, she heard our threat. Yeah, she, 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 heard she heard our threat, which was please, please Thanks, love Renata. us. So, yeah, she sent a very sweet message. So And it was it was lovely. It was lovely yeah. to, Shout to out hear to you, from Renata. Renata. So please... Reach out to us. We're really nice, I swear, mm. in the real world. Yeah. It's always me on Twitter and Instagram, though, mm. but I always tell Kat. Yeah, she does. Everything, everything that happens. I, I'm, I'm just talent. Yeah, she's, Flicks just, hair. she's just the talent. I'm she's the talent. talent. <laughs> I, also, I'm a bit sick this week, so if you, that's why my voice is like this. It's not yeah. COVID. I she doesn't have the COVID. I swear it's not COVID. Yep. But. Uh, we are, just to let you guys know, we are one and a half meters apart because we, if we open our hands to each other. Where She's on one side of the bed. Mm-hmm. And we can look, there's actually a decent gap. There is yeah. a decent, and I have got fake nails. So there's a bit of length there. I mean, not a lot, but there's a little bit of a gap, you know, it's extra yeah. gapage. So I'm feeling, a, I'm a little bit snuffly today, but yeah. I'm, I'm all good. Otherwise, I don't have any other preamble to go no. through today. Last, the, we recorded three episodes oh boy. last time. And oh boy. so we're really far ahead now, but also that was too many episodes yeah, we found to do that, in a row. Yeah. Look, um, I messaged Megan after I got home. And was like, I don't know what day it is. I don't know what time it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm living. It was, it was, no. it, it was definitely too many. Like, but we, but we're just doing one today, which is oh, very exciting. It feels like we're being really. I feel kind of lazy for yeah. only doing one, but I'm very okay. With it. Yeah, not that I. For those of like, I do enjoy spending time with Megan. Yeah, just that we also enjoy- <laughs> we always feel like we're like no, we do like each, each other. other. That's why we hang out literally all the time and message each other every day, literally every day. Yeah, um, it's just that it. Sometimes we just it's the the the, the, the work side of 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 doing a podcast is is sometimes a bit intense a bit intense yeah. but yeah should we talk about the episode sure, sure. let's uh, remember to start off with who wrote this episode Megan mm, so this one was written by Eric Kripke Ooh, my your, bestie your best, bestie or, well, my bestie but your also bestie collectively our bestie yes. yes our bestie so obviously that this tracks. this is an episode that goes back into the the story arc of the season mm-hmm. so it totally makes sense it was written by Eric Kripke. Yep. And it was directed by uh, Ken, uh, I want to say Garotti, G-I-R-O-T-T-I, Garotti. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, the person who can't speak English. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, <laughs> I'm like, why um, am I asking you? <laughs> yeah, uh, let's, uh, I'm going to say yes. Like if we sound it out, in my mm-hmm. head, I'm like, yeah. Except for I was a Garotti because I'm a super <laughs> Go have the twang. But yes. yeah. So we open to this mm-hmm. week on Lawrence, Kansas. We're back. Yep. We're, we're back, back home. Uh, and we are in a house. Someone's unpacking. A, mm-hmm. She, a woman, is unpacking. She unpacks a wedding photo of from the eighties. The every single <laughs> one of my aunts and I like mm-hmm. wore this wedding dress. Mm-hmm. Like this was peak. Oh yeah, the frick. peak late eighties, early nineties, and that big like buffonty, fanesque veil situation oh, yeah. i'll probably put and a like picture on the, instagram the the, the beaded uh, sequin mm-hmm. um headband over the forehead scenario mm-hmm. i don't know what that's actually called i'm doing a lot of miming to megan mm-hmm. and she's nodding yeah so cause... it's definitely implied at the start of the episode that she's a widow um, or potentially i would say a widow i don't think it's a divorce because you would probably wouldn't I feel like it, uh, I feel I, I was true. getting yeah. I was getting much more vibes. We don't, of, yeah, we don't of know. Death. We don't know, but I was definitely getting vibes. I was getting more. I was getting more vibes from she's mourning a relationship in the sense that maybe he cheated on her and it, she didn't want it to end, but he wanted it to end. That's what mm-hmm. I was getting the vibes, but not vengeful, more sorrow. Her daughter comes downstairs because there's something, mm. something in her closet. Yes, I even wrote something in the closet. Question mm-hmm. mark. And she goes upstairs, and unlike in the first episode when Sam said there was something in his closet and he got a forty-five, mm-hmm. this mum has decided to say there's nothing in the closet, yep. and 
um, don't worry. And you sort of get this great, and this, this is a very well shot episode in terms of giving you that real mm. classic kind of horror movie, you know, a bit like the movie Poltergeist. Um, cause when she's saying there's nothing in the closet, you're getting it from the perspective of the thing that's in the closet. And so you see the thing, you know, they, you're, you're in the closet with the thing when she closes the door. Yeah. Uh, the, the daughter is a bit sad. She's not sure if she's going to like it in this house. Yeah. Uh, sort of adding to that sense of there was an upheaval and they've just moved in. Yeah. Some trauma maybe. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And the before the mum says, we're going to be fine here, she gets up to leave. And the daughter says, could you please do make sure you don't forget the chair? Mm-hmm. And this girl, whip smart. This is such a good idea. I wish like, I yeah, had thought chair, of that like as a kid. A, I literally wrote chair lock. She's back downstairs getting ready to unpack and she hears scritching and scratching. I said pitter patter. Yeah. And she's like, oh, please don't let it be rats. I have to admit, maybe this is probably because I've watched too much Supernatural. and mm. uh, But my first thought would be like, oh, good. It's haunted. Yeah, me too. When I heard Pitter Patter and she's like, oh, I better not be rats, mate. Bitch, I'd take the rats. Mm-hmm. To be honest, rats over, you know, potential death. Yeah, yeah. Rats. Yeah. So she goes down into the basement like an idiot, my notes say. Yeah. Into <laughs> a dark, dingy basement. Never go into the basement. Never this go is into a basement. Classic. First, the first mm. rule of horror movies, yep. don't go into the basement alone, alone at night. Without a flashlight? Yeah. Or a big knife or a big something, a big stick, big pointy stick? Yeah, something that can protect you. Yeah. Of course, the light is out. Uh, so she's kind Classic. of walking around in the dark and she Feeling finds her way. She finds a metal box. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't see any rats. She opens the box and. We see dad. I see a poster mm-hmm. that says dad. Or like a, maybe like card, a card, a birthday card. A, or, a, or like a Father's Day, Day card. card. Yep. And she reaches in and she pulls out a picture of John. Yep. And then she's flipping through. There's pictures of all of the Winchesters. Yep. And she turns it over and it says, um, Dean, uh, Mum, Dad, Dean, and Baby Sammy. And mm-hmm. so this is a great reveal that we are in the Winchesters' house. We are at the house. Yeah. So their they're childhood home, the home from the pilot. Yep. Uh, which is amazing I, I think that's a really cool way to reveal what's going on and how yeah. we're starting in the meantime though at the same time that she's investigating in the basement in the mm-hmm. basement in her daughter's bedroom the knob starts shaking of her yeah. on her wardrobe and the chair, chair moves lock. out of the yeah. way all of this is just so classic poltergeist activity mm-hmm. gonna hear it gonna say it gonna be controversial uh-oh why the fuck is she not screaming? If I woke up and I'm seeing my doors, my, my doorknobs shaking and a chair slowly slide across the room, um, am I going to scream like uh, I'm going to be murdered? Yeah. Mm. She waits a long time before screaming. That's true. I Unless she's very well adjusted or she's waking up and not realizing what's actually happening and not mm-hmm. processing it. But think, I'm processing it pretty yeah, quickly. Yeah, I think that she may. I think the idea is that she's too scared to scream. Uh, scared, yeah, scared stiff. I mean, that is the saying. Yes. Hmm. So I think the idea is that she's too, that she's too scared. Hmm. So the, the, um, chair moves out of the way, the wardrobe flings open and we see a, f- a figure on fire. Oh, yep. Figure on fire. And, and at that point the, the daughter starts screaming and that is the cold open. Yep. Um, we cut to now Jenny, uh, who is the mum. Yes. We can see, we're seeing her, she's screaming, she's pounding on a window. Yep. We're not really sure what's going on. And then we cut and it's Sam having a nightmare about this woman that we've just seen in the cold open and her being in this house and screaming for help. And he wakes up. He's clearly really disturbed by it. Later that morning, he's drawing the tree that he saw outside the house over and over and over again, um, trying to remember it. Dean's Dean's looking through some cases, trying to think it what where our next move is going to be, like potential mm-hmm. cases. You know, doing what they normally do every week. Exactly. Trying to work out a case and then, I mean, okay, I'm going to put this out. Mm-hmm. I made a note. Okay. It, it's not controversial. It's not okay. like sex dolls, but. That wasn't controversial. That was insane. <laughs> okay, well, that's just me. Um, The pen that Sam is holding looks okay. like a golf pencil because Jared Padlecki, in proportion to his body, he's got big hands. Right. I really, um, I I did not know what you meant by golf pencil. I was like, what oh, the fuck is you know, a golf like a pencil? Tiny pencil like a little, yeah, like when. Ikea pencil then. Yes. There we go. It's like, what the hell is a golf pencil? Oh, no, no, no. As in like a sense of like a half pencil kind of Yeah, like, like a small like, pencil. Yeah, a small pencil. A child's pencil. A, 
well in his hands mini child because yeah um when he was drawing mm-hmm. i was like what's he drawing with because i couldn't quite see the way he was holding the pen and then i've paused it and looked and went huh and apparently there is a thread on the internet okay where when jared padlecki is or sam yeah holding regular size items like a teacup mm-hmm. coffee mug beer it looks mass like it looks itty bitty you know, like yeah if, you, if like you or i went and grabbed like miniature bottles of booze we would look like giants mm-hmm. it's very much that and i got myself on a thread maybe last week and was like <laughs> laughing a lot in the sense of i've never noticed yep and now you're gonna notice every and now i'm time. gonna notice. so i'm sorry guys we're gonna ha- make off in tangents by cats like this week yeah i noticed these things that look <laughs> ridiculously small when they're really not yes in his in his unusually big hands while dean is reading and he's like come on hello Hello, Sammy. Mm-hmm. I'm over here. Pay attention to me. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for Dean. Mm-hmm. So he is not paying attention to Dean who's trying to find a case. And he's. I think we, he's trying to work out where he's seen this tree before. And eventually mm. it clicks and he realizes that he saw this tree in one of their old photos from their old house. Yeah. Um, and so he tells Dean, I think we need to go home. I think we need to go yep. back to Kansas. And Dean looks pretty flawed yeah. By this. Because it's very left field. It's very much, you know, mm-hmm. screech the brakes. What did you say? Like, it was very shocked. Like, he was not yeah. expecting that. Because he yeah. was going to go, they were looking at cases in California. Yeah, exactly. So they, he really wasn't expecting that. And he really didn't, he's like, why do we, why do we need to go home? Yeah. And in previous episodes, we as the audience have known that Sam dreamed about Jessica's death yep. for weeks before it happened. But yep. he has not told Dean that. A little bit of guilt. Because he didn't tell Jeff, uh, he didn't obviously speak about Jess's oh, yes. death. Like Sam having the guilt in the sense that he knew he ignored what was happening in his dreams because he just thought they were dreams. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so now he has he's going he tells Dean. Yep, we're talking about it. He dreamt about Jess's death for weeks before it happened, and sometimes his dreams come true. Yeah, uh, which there's lots of. Lots of information coming at Dean. (laughs) He's like, I've dreamt about, I dreamt about our old house. I think something bad's happening there. I think we need to go home. I think we need to investigate. Yep. Also, I need to tell you the reason I think this is that I dreamt about Jess's death before it happened. And Dean is really overwhelmed by all of this information. And he is, he's really reluctant to go home because he swore he would never go back to that house. And you sort of, in this episode, you sort of see that sort of under the layer of bravado, there's a lot of vulnerability to Dean. There's mm. a lot of sort of performative yes, masculinity, I, you might say. It's a lot of information in a yeah. very small period. And I think anyone who's been in that situation, obviously not this particular one, mm-hmm. because, oh boy, it's a lot to process. So his mm-hmm. mind is skipping a beat, skipping several beats, going, yeah. what is this? is a lot. Uh, 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 uh. Exactly. Yeah, so I feel... He's obviously very reluctant and yep. he obviously really doesn't want to go back to the place where he lost his mum, um, yeah. but he also knows that it's the right thing to do. Yep. I also just want to say, and this is not related to the exact content of what we've just discussed, Sam's looking real cute in this first scene. Yeah. He's looking real good. Like, tiny baby Jared Padalecki is adorable. is adorable. He's not really my type mostly because I'm now a 32-year-old woman mm. and he's 22. It's a bit weird. Mm. But I don't know. It's just something about the shirt he was wearing, even though it was like a weird brown colour. I don't know. Something about this scene. He was I think he got a haircut real too. cute in this episode. Yeah, he, I think he maybe like, I think he got a haircut. I literally think he got a haircut. Although mm-hmm. the stylist was like, I'm going to give you something extra today. Yeah. I don't know. He just looked a lot. Real, he, I, 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 he looked real cute. On the flip side, mm. I, this, I noticed that, Dean, I think Dean became attractive to me. Okay. I think I had your flood the basement moment. Sure. Because I think he showed vulnerability and okay. I like that in a man. Like I yeah. like a well-rounded character. I think a yeah. lot of us have different things. But I'm like, I know. I know if it's the way they're angling the, the camera or mm-hmm. the, they've maybe soft, lightly softened, and I say mm-hmm. lightly softened, the season one filter I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if you're there, I'll do you. But if, you know, if, you pres- <laughs> if, if you're, you're there. <laughs> yeah, if you're there, I'll do you. Um. Motto of Cat's life. Um, not, no, no, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not the motto of my life. Oh, boy. No. Oh, you heard it here first. Kat. The moral yeah. of Cat's life. No. If you're there, I'll do you. Yeah, I mean, put on a T-shirt. Slap it. Uh, don't slap it. Oh, my God. I'm going to stop talking now. Anyway, 
Megan is dead. Um, uh, this is why she asked me to do this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was, I don't know if it was just like, I don't know, he seemed glowy. I think whoever, maybe they changed um, makeup. Maybe they, yeah. maybe they're like, you know, we got you. Mm. Or maybe they're like, shit, this season one filter, we really need to like oomph up the, yeah. the cuteness coming through because it's not. Yeah. Because like, they're not, they're not, not unattractive boys. Or men. Uh, uh, yeah. I was like, uh, objectively the opposite. <laughs> uh, uh, definitely from the internet. Objective. From objective, the internet. Not yeah. even from the internet. I think I mean, that you could be a human being really yeah. Un- yeah. unequivocally hot men. 100%. Anyway, sorry. Off topic. Go that, that went That went really far off topic. <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so they decide to go back home. Mm-hmm. Um, they go back to their, their childhood yep. home. Now, obviously, not obviously, but in reality, this is not the home from the pilot because no. that was filmed in LA uh, and yeah, we're now filming in Vancouver. So yes. they've found a place that looks very similar, but it is ultimately a different place. Yes. It's a different home. But also when we're back in the 80s, obviously we're in fields we're in obviously it was a bit more acreage and i mean it's been 20 plus years so yeah you kind of go oh well housing development so they can kind of get away with it because time has passed because it didn't happen a week ago kind mm-hmm. of thing so that's worked in their favor absolutely so they go up to the house uh jenny the woman from the opening she yep. opens the door at first dean starts to go in with sort of one of their standard yeah. tales and then sam cuts him off and mm-hmm. tells the truth that they're the winchesters that they lived there when they were growing up yep. and they just wanted to come and check the old place out yep. no fake names no fake names uh, just just went in with the truth uh, jenny was is very surprised but she's like oh i actually found some of your stuff in the basement really recently um yeah. why how don't odd. you how, okay cool come on in. in i'm just going to say it doesn't i wouldn't let them into my house it, it like no it just not in a pre- or not on that level like if i knew they were sam and dean i'd be like come in bedrooms upstairs um oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and i'm the one that's like you're there i'll do you yes i mean because you, you literally said that i know but here's this girl over here going oh come in my bedroom's to the left i think that my horniness has been well established on this podcast yeah mine has not no they're my bros they're my bros i broke like we've been through this i broke down I know. Hmm. I know. Anyway, anyway. I personally would not – I still think Especially it's very – tr- Yeah, it's very trusting to be like, oh, cool, just like you just happened. Like I guess it's because she's like, oh, I found your stuff oh, and like – There's a connection. There's, there's a connection yeah. there. It's really weird that you would know that information. But still, don't mm. let strangers into your house, no. guys. So they uh, – Jenny lets them into the house. She introduces yep. um, her two children who are called – Richie. Sari, Richie and Sari. Yep. Um, so Richie is young, he's a toddler and mm. Sari's a little bit older Yep, sure. and Jenny explains that, you know, no offense to your childhood home, but this, this house doesn't have, you know, it has its problems. Yeah. It's, a, it's aged. It's aging. And of course <laughs> they're immediately trying to sort of calmly keep asking questions. Yeah, if their eyebrows could, uh, without setting off alarm bells to Jenny, mm-hmm. if those eyebrows could hit the ceiling about, mm-hmm. oh really? Tell us more. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where their eyebrows would be. They'd be living on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. So she explains there's been flickering lights, mm-hmm. um, that there's rats that she can hear yeah. but can't see. Yep. Um, basically all very classic poltergeist behaviour. Yep. Um, and then Paranormal sounds, you yeah. know, just things are, that don't make quite sense. So Sari, the daughter, mm-hmm. she also explains about the person that she sees closet in her closet. In the closet. Yeah. And she finishes by saying that the person is on fire, which obviously. Oh, yeah, their eyebrows. Were, is really shocking information because, of course, that's how their mother died was she caught on fire. Also, Dean's eyes look like they were screaming. Like, if his Mm -hmm. eyes were making a sound, they'd be screaming. Yes. Yeah. So they, obviously, they leave the house. Yep. um, And they're talking about what Sari has said and what Jenny has said. Yep. And they are. Sort of both freaking out, you know, that Dean is – Dean's freaking out because Sam's having dreams that are coming true yep. and he's still kind of processing this brand oh, new information. Yeah. And then what's happening at the house? Yeah, and Sam's obviously really scared because he's had this dream where Jenny mm. is clearly in danger and he wants to keep them safe and wants to make sure mm. nothing bad happens. But Dean's like, well, we, what are you going to do? Like you don't have a story that you can tell. Yep. And so they you, – you, we have a really quick cut where they cut to a um, – petrol station they're filling up petrol and dean's like okay what would we do if this was a normal a normal case what's our next step 
It's like research the history of the house, mm-hmm. talk to people, and they're like, but we know the history of the house because it's our house, it's our childhood home. So what do you remember about that yeah, night? Sam is um, – obviously because Sam was only six months old. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this part where we are now seeing the story – from, as a viewer, we're seeing it through a retelling of Dean's what, mm-hmm. what he remembers of that night versus, I guess, a glade from you know someone is telling the story to us, so we understand mm-hmm. the basis. But a character is actually in the house, like who was in the house in the night, but mm-hmm. of the, you know, the horribleness, telling the story, and I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. So he explains that he doesn't really remember very much. Yep. Um, just that he carried Sam out of the house yep. and that dad went back in yep. and Sam never knew that it was actually Dean that carried him out no, of the house. No, he was he, shocked. This was uh, some new information for Sam about mm-hmm. what happened and Sam's still clearly very troubled by what's going on. He sort yep. of says, does this feel like a normal case to you? And Dean sort of shrugs and makes an excuse to go and he calls He calls dad, he calls yep. John on the and he leaves a um, – Voicemail? A voicemail for him, and it's very, you know, he's clearly he's, very upset. He's and vulnerable. Mm, it's it's again attractive. I, I, look, <laughs> look. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. It's the. It, it's you're talking to me and to the audience of people who really know why. Where it's okay. You're just joining us. Okay, right. the rest of us right. in our yeah, feelings. Yeah, sorry, guys. For once, yeah, because bro. Um, but he leaves this, this sort of very heartfelt message for their mm. dad saying that he doesn't know what to do and he's, you know, he's scared of the fact that there's something happening in their house and yep. it could be the thing that killed their mum. They yep. don't know what, what yeah, it is at no this idea. point. Yeah, and no. so although we're, spoiler alert, it's a poltergeist, yeah. um, they they don't know and they yeah. don't because they don't know what killed their mum. It could be, have been a poltergeist that killed her. Yeah. So he wishes his dad was there to yeah. help. And, of course, he doesn't hear from his dad. So we cut back to the house mm-hmm. and Jenny has someone coming to look at the garbage disposal. Yep. Which has backed up. And unexpectedly. Unexpectedly. And Ugh. she's wanting to get it looked into. Mm-hmm. She has a tradie there to have a look at it. And truly, I really dug into what on earth is a garbage disposal. Because I know what it is. Yeah. It grinds up garbage. But, like... Why? Yeah, we don't have them in Australia. I mean, no. we do. Do we? Yeah, I have. Um, I did stay in an apartment once. They did have one. But, but like, where did it go? I have no idea. I assume it goes. So it just goes down the sink. Like, yeah. it goes down the drain. It goes. Yeah, it but goes. why does it need to be ground up? I think. Why does your garbage need to be I don't, ground up? Look, I don't know. I didn't go into that deep. Where did I was, it go? I, was, I think we were saying when we were moving around, we stayed in a very fancy, like, uh, self like self-service apartment, mm-hmm. like um, service apartment, that's the word, not self-service, service department. But I was always petrified of it. So as like a nine-year-old, I'm like, um, I'm going to, my parents, ne- we never used it. Like to turn it on, it sounds horrific. It sounds like there's a badger in the pipes. Like it's very like Tasmanian devil kind of style. Yeah. Like, it's, and I think for whatever reason, the unrational fear of, oh, I'm going to lose a hand. I mean, I think my only knowledge of garbage disposals is from people losing their hand yeah. in horror films. Like, I don't have any other context yeah. aside from it as some kind of killer it's, in think, your house. From my understanding, I think it's meant to go, of, like, it's meant to be priced, like, because you know how you're not meant to put down, like, in sinks, you're not meant to put anything but water and soap down there. You're not meant to, sure. You're not meant to put oil down the sink because it's mm-hmm. bad. I think it goes into, like, a different tank or it helps it, like, into a different tank. Like, it's almost like a septic tank, but not, and it sort of breaks down. I don't know. Anyone out there who has a garbage disposal, yeah, look, please Americans, let us know how this works. I know you're out there and you're listening to our yeah, podcast. Someone, because I really we, was like, look, when. What does it, like, I know what it does. I just don't understand why it does. Why we, do you need that in a house? Like, yeah. where, what, what, what does it do to have it ground up in some kind of horrible slurry? Yeah, because I like, mean. Like, is that. Does it does it go in a when bin? Does it go like does I it go somewhere it does, else? But I don't know. But I don't know but how. Who's been and where? And, and how does it get emptied? Yeah, these are all the hard-hitting questions we need to know because we don't touch, understand. Nope, we're and as far as I'm aware, as far as I know, garbage disposals are exclusively there to be in horror movies and yep. to try and kill people, and apparently That's, grind up bone and grind pe- and grind people up. Like this is all I know. Yeah. So the gar- the um tradie is trying to fix the pipe, and then. 
the monkey. I don't like kid toys. Straight up. Don't like kids toys like that. I I don't like children in general. If you have them, great. Good for you. Good life. (laughs) Good life choice. Not my life choice though. So a monkey starts playing the cymbals, which is Classic. just just no. It's so scary. Mm. It just something about all of it is mm. just unacceptably terrifying. Almost like the monkey's watching him, and with that painted face, it's like ooh. It's 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 deeply upsetting. I mean, the trade does look at the monkey and is just like, I don't know how I feel about this. So yeah. he's trying to repair the garbage disposal, and. He gets his hand ground up. Oh, he sure does, and blood splashes on his face. Yeah, and but it's like dripping as well underneath the sink. It, there's, it's a, it's a lot, and it's very scary. Again, very sort of classic horror movie, mm. haunted house kind of vibe. I can't even talk. I'm just like shaking my head. Like, we cut back to Sam and Dean. Mm. They are talking to one of John's friends from um, the when garage? they from the garage that uh, John worked at and owned and partly owned. owned. And we sort of we we I we get sort of a bit of a reveal because they're talking about opening a cold case, but the cold case isn't their mum and her death. It's actually the fact that John disappeared. Yeah, and I I actually wrote John Winchester. John Winchester is actually a missing person and has been for over twenty years. And I'm yeah. like, oh, and then we get some more background. It's like, oh, mm. that makes sense because he. When we obviously the story so far, we know that Sam and Dean have had a not a traditional upbringing and they have gone through a bit of a they're living off the grid essentially like he's missing yeah so i thought that was really interesting that the their cover story was opening cold cases yeah but it wasn't the cold case of their mum's death which mike who worked at the garage with him um reveals that is believed it was just an accident a a freak accident electrical fault in the house something like that but then the mystery was actually that at some point John and the two boys, because they would have been children, still disappeared. Off the face of the earth. Off the face of the earth. Yep. So uh, Mike explains that after Mary's death, John went, you know, went a bit wrong. Yeah, he took a left turn into the ooky spooky mm-hmm. badooky. And that he went and saw every single psychic in town or every sure palm reader in town. Sure did. And Sam, and with that information, Sam goes and he has a look at all in of the- In the phone book. In the phone book, which is- so dated. So dated that that's at how you would phone, have, At the phone, at the payphone box. At a payphone. Could not have been a more dated mm. scene if you tried. And he said there's a few different palm readers. Yep. He's reading out the names and then he says Missouri Mosley. Oh. And Dean, I know, I'm so excited. Me I'm too. so excited. So many notes. Uh, Dean goes, oh, wait, I know that name. And from the very first page of Dad's journal, it says, I went to Missouri and she showed me the way. Yep. And Dean's like, I always thought he meant the state. And that means we get to meet the infamous, the best, best fucking side character, queen, sass levels of just out, off the charts. Just amazing. Iconic. I love Missouri Mosley. I even remember when I first saw this episode, went back when I was 17, just being like, this bitch is mm-hmm. fabulous. She gets it and she owns it mm-hmm. and I am here for it. So Missouri Mosley is played by uh, Loretta Devine. Mm-hmm. What a name. Oh, what a name. Fabulous and, name. Yeah, and Loretta Devine, because I had to look her up, because okay. she's obviously, she steals this whole episode. Oh, like, she, she really does. absolutely steals the whole she show. She comes in like a wrecking ball, and I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Loretta Devine, I mean, her IMDb, just working actress working queen she is booked she is busy mm. she has been working since like the 80s she's been in everything like she's a, you know she just i love i love to see a working queen i oh, love yeah. to see i love to see it when they're fabulous and they come in like stanley tucci oh, and just stanley absolutely tucci. steal mm. every mm. single scene that they're in they go to visit Missouri mostly. Yep. She they're waiting in the waiting room. She's got a customer. She's got a customer. She's waiting in they're <laughs> waiting in the lobby. She's leaving and she's telling her customer, Don't worry, you're fine, your wife loves you. you. And she just turns and goes, oh, That poor man, his wife's cold banging the gardener. <laughs> what a first just what, a, what an introduction. <gasps> you know, the you know, the myth, the legend, oh, the, the, the whatever's. She is and like I just love that Sam and Dean are just like, what? Aren't you meant to give them like hope? And she's like, they don't want to hear that. No, they want. They want to hear a good story. They want to hear good news. Yeah. And we're now entering the portion of the program which is reading to filth section. Oh, can we? Can can we get an amen? Because ah, <sighs> uh, 
the amount of times that I would just want to anyone who who's watched RuPaul's Drag Race knows the RuPaul shade sound. Every I just want the yes. button just to hit it. That button would be broken of how many times she's read him to filth. She reads him to filth. The it's, library is fucking open. Oh, it's so <laughs> it's so good. Good. It's so great. So they they she come she brings them in. She sits yes. them down. Tells and she, them the names. She yeah. So she says Sam and Dean, mm-hmm. let me come in and have a look at you. Yeah. Um. And which obviously is meant to shock them that she knows who they, they are. are. Yeah. And she tells Dean that he was a goofy looking kid, kid. And, he's, and he looks very offended. He's like. like how dare you? And then she sees Sam and she takes Sam's hand and says, I'm so sorry about your your girlfriend, girlfriend. and your dad that your dad's missing. And they're, of course, really shocked because she's giving them all of this information. They've not told her yeah. anything. Uh, so they take a seat and she looks Dean dead in the eye and says, if you think about putting your feet up on that table, I will smack you with a spoon. And it's just... Like, I wasn't gonna... So she explains that she did speak to their dad back when Mary first died and that she went to the house and got a sense of the thing that killed their mum. She didn't know what it was. She couldn't put a name to it. She just knew that it was evil. That's that's the sense mm, that she got yeah. was that it was pure evil in the house. Yeah, 100%. And, yeah, she can't tell what it was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there was definitely something in the house that wasn't right. Exactly. They they all decide to go to the house yep. to uh, speak to Jenny to see if we can get another mm-hmm. reading. Meantime, though, Jenny is at home with Richie. Yeah. Uh, he she hears the rats again, and so she goes off to investigate. She leaves Richie in his playpen. Mm-hmm. She's a bit. She's a bit. She was on the phone to mm-hmm. what we assume is. Real estate question mark? Yeah. Someone, but she's talking about how she feels bad for the tradesperson. Mm-hmm. Hashtag tradie. Um, and she's freaking out. She's like, I don't have money for a lawyer. I don't mm-hmm. have, I, I don't, this wasn't my fault. Yep. I don't know what's going on. So she's a little, she's frazzled and she's mm-hmm. hearing the commotion, I assume, upstairs. Yeah. Some, so she's out of the room and Richie, she's, she tells Richie, I'll be back in a minute, sweetie. Mm-hmm. Stay right there. I mean, he's in a playpen, but yeah. I mean, kids can. Kids do the darndest things. Mm-hmm. And so once she leaves, this, the the force or the presence mm. shows up Yep, and opens up um, the fridge because we've established earlier on that Richie is a bit of a juice junkie. He oh, loves yeah. juice. Juice, and, juice, juice. I'm like, all right, kid. And so he op- the, the presence opens the, the fridge. Which is baby lock for baby proofing. Yep, so it's baby Not proof. Not baby proofing. And then breaks breaks him out of his playpen and he gets inside the fridge and the door slams. Now, obviously, this is all silly nonsense because you couldn't put a child inside a fridge because you can't – all all the – the shelves. The shelves have been removed. I literally wrote, where are all Mm -hmm. the goddamn shelves in this fridge? That seems so fucking odd. So Richie gets inside the fridge and Mm -hmm. the door slams and then – He just doesn't scream. I mean, you should be screaming. Maybe, but he's pretty young. Well, like I mean, he's true. a toddler. Like I mean, I don't he's, know he's 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 pretty I, small, so he I don't doesn't understand how things work. No, so Jenny comes back mm-hmm. and she can't see Richie. Obviously, she can see the playpen has been Open. opened. She's freaking and out. I I really love this shot where she's like looking around. She can't. She's yelling his name, and she leaves. And then as she's leaving, her like she goes out of focus, and it focuses instead on the fridge. Yep. And I I, I just really love that. Like oh, that he's right there, and she doesn't know it. I really like that kind yep. of. That like the the director Ken, he did a fantastic job of really capturing really classic sort of hor- haunted yeah, film. I'm right here, like haunted ha- house horror film, like ha- Poltergeist and yeah. um like Rosemary's Baby. This sort of sense of like a presence in the room, sort of stuff. Uh, so he, re- I think he really did a good job with capturing that. Mm-hmm. Of like he's right there, but she can't tell. And eventually, she comes back into the kitchen, and this milk has been spilled. Um, and so she opens and realizes that that's where. Uh, Richie is but it's so like although this is like silly nonsense because a child couldn't get inside a fridge it is still really scary the idea of this kid being in this cold yeah probably losing oxygen yeah like limited limited I mean a yeah. fridge isn't oxygen proof but yeah. like there wouldn't be enough oxygen and so it, it is very scary oh, and, yeah. he, and it's at this point that Sam Dean and Mo, uh, Missouri show up sure do oh I have a I Fun fact time before we get any further about Missouri sure. Mosley and her name and where her name comes from. Because obviously, what a name. 
According to your bestie, Eric Kripke. Yes, my bestie. Um, mm-hmm. Missouri Mosley was his wife's great-great-grandmother who was a frontier woman and also rumoured to be psychic. So it's actually Can like a – Can we fucking talk about that name? Yeah. So that's apparently a name of one of his wife's um, – Ancestors. As ancestors and she was apparently a psychic. So I, um, I love that. I love that little, little nugget. I love that little nod to yeah. kind of frontier woman yeah, psychic. frontier woman. So Missouri and Dean and Sam show up. Dean and Sam are trying to sort of get Missouri into the house. Yep. Missouri smacks Dean over the head for being too pushy. Yeah. And says, can't you tell that she's scared to death? Because, of course, she's just gotten Richie out of the, the fridge. fridge. Um, and it's she's, not a great time. And then she <laughs> she reads Dean to filth again. Mm. We're like, look, he, he's, you know, he's not the sharpest tool in the, the shed. shed. Yeah. Um, and he's look, it's just like, you don't know me. Yeah. So she she convinces I really like this element of her character that she's got that kind of calming presence, but she can sort of read, like sort of see, give you that sort of clarity of she tells Jane, she's like, you, I know that, you know, something's something's going on in this house. And she just has that calming presence that it feels really believable. And so Jenny goes, okay, she comes into the house, they go upstairs and she says, if there's anything going on, it'll be in this room. Yeah. And Sam asks why and she says, well, Sam, this was your room. So yeah. if there's anything here, it's going to be mm-hmm. in this room. Missouri says that it's not the thing that killed her mum. She's like, I don't know if you should be happy or sad about yeah, that. Mom, yeah, Um, But it's that's not what's here. But there are two presences yeah, in this them. house. When she says them, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, boy, that's more than one. That's <laughs> One is too many. Yeah. More than one is absolutely unacceptable. So she reveals that it, there's multiple presences in yeah. the house. And it's evil. And it's evil. And she then goes on to explain that the the – thing she felt with um when mary had died was real evil Mm -hmm. and when things of that nature that are that evil they they infect the area which Mm -hmm. then gives weaknesses for other things to Mm -hmm. come through easier than say a house that's normal exactly so it's it creates it creates an energy that makes it easier for for evil to come and penetrate yeah i don't know if that's the right word to use but penetrate So Missouri convinces Jenny Mm -hmm. that they need to cleanse the house. And this is the first time we sort of see, I don't know, they don't really call it like magic or hoodoo or voodoo, but this is the first time we kind of see the idea of using kind of magic to banish something. Yeah, in the sense of also just like ingredients that you can find and putting them together to make, I guess, like not a spell, but not a ward, but not a... Mm. A protection. They don't really give it any name in no, this. No, she, so... she explains that it's um, it will help to cleanse and purify mm-hmm. the home. She there's a lot of the words of describing words of pure, you know, making it pure, making mm-hmm. it won't. It, it will protect the house mm-hmm. exactly. So they make, I guess, I, like bundles. I, I would describe them as a hex bag. Yeah, um, hex bag is probably right. Yeah. So they they make these these hex bags and they're going to put it in the north, south, east, and west of the house mm-hmm. on both levels. Yep. And they get they told Jenny that she needs to get out of the house with Sari and Richie because mm-hmm. the second they start doing this, the poltergeist, which they now believe it is, is, is going to get un- get angry and try and yep. um fight back. Yeah, hundred percent. Not safe for kids. Not safe for children. Go to the movies. Come back. Exactly. And that's what they do. So she goes to the basement, Queen. Mm-hmm. Sam goes upstairs into mm-hmm. Jenny's room and Dean's in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So they're all covering like Dean's got the – Missouri's got basement. Dean's got ground floor. Sam has got top floor of the mm-hmm. house. So they're all doing their thing. Exactly. Also, when they – because obviously for them to put the, the hex bags, they've got to put it in the house. They yes. can't just like hang it on a wall. They've got to find the the – North, south, east, west of the house, mm-hmm. and then basically crack it in the drywall. Yeah, like, pop it in the drywall. Dean at one point does say, "Oh, she's not going to be very happy about us hacking into the drywall." And Missouri very rightly points out, "Well, she'll be alive." Yeah, and, and she wasn't so... reading him to filth. She was just like, "It's the truth, man. What would you mm-hmm. prefer? Holes in your wall, alive? No holes in your wall, dead." I mean, exactly. So they start to put the hex bags in the walls, mm-hmm. and of course, as predicted, the poltergeist starts to fight back. It starts off with Sam with mm-hmm. that plug from the whoop plug yep. unplugging itself. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Completely forgot about that. Yep. So the uh, 
like a cord on the wall unplugs yep. and starts to sort of come towards Sam. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we so, we're sort of cutting between all three of them. So mm-hmm. Missouri's in the basement. She throws a hex bag into the wall and then a desk come and slams into and pins her, her and yeah. pins her to the wall. Then we cut to Dean and Dean's in the kitchen and um, a bunch of knives come yeah. at him and he sort of just only gets behind a, a table in time to stop them like killing him. Yeah, instantly stabbing him or shish kebabbing mm-hmm. him. Yeah, yep, but, yep. They, but both of them manage to get all the hex bags in the walls and so it's just Sam left and then the power cord comes around his throat and starts to choke him so sam's sam's in trouble he's choking Mm -hmm. um he's almost it seems like he's about to lose consciousness dean comes in he kicks a hole in the wall and chucks in the the hex bag and that seems to remove the spirit from the house yeah and it seems to cleanse the house or does it or does it so missouri is pretty convinced that the house is is cleansed sam's not so sure Mm. though and missouri's very suspicious Mm. or very wary of the fact that he doesn't feel like it's over um so it's really just that sort of that sense that she has that there's something else going on here Uh, at the same time jenny comes home with richie and sari Mm -hmm. and sees the destruction in the kitchen (laughs) sam feels really bad he immediately offers to to pay pay for for it which and i really like this kind of like to to go of like then first you get dean looking like what why why no, not our money. Not not our not my hard earned okay. pool hustling money. Yeah, not my my hustle funds. Yeah, and then it cuts to um, Missouri. Missouri. Yeah, back, but she's back. She's got a she's, she's got her sass, and she uh, says, "Don't worry, Dean's about to get the broom." And, and he just looks really mess. like, "Excuse, Excuse me. me, I am it's... not a five year old. I am not cleaning up this mess." And I love that then she claps back and is like, don't you suss me, child? And he's like, oh, no, she says, don't you swear at me. Oh, that's right. Because he's obviously swearing in his, his head, head, which she can hear. And I love her. And I love that Dean, he's kind of like, I wasn't. Yeah. Because he says, like, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And he goes and does the thing because mm-hmm. he knows that he'd probably get bitch slapped if he doesn't do oh, the yeah. thing. So they leave Jenny to her house. Yep. They head night. off. Mm-hmm. Um, Missouri's like, don't worry. Everything's going to be fine now. You're perfectly safe. Yep. But not so much because no. later that night, Jenny is in bed. She's reading. She's just about to go to bed. I mean, again, there's so many classic references to Poltergeist, mm-hmm. to Exorcist. Yep, just standard classic horror movies of... Beds are high-risk places if yeah. you have a Poltergeist. So Sure is. And so the bed starts shaking. It starts moving. Yep. Um Sari sees the person on fire again. Everything seems to be going wrong all yep. at once. And so... We then cut to Sam and Dean who are sitting outside in the car. Sam is like, I just don't, it just doesn't feel right. I don't think this is done. And Dean's like, look, Missouri said it's fine. She did her, um, her Zelda. I could be in, I could be in bed. Yeah, I could, I could be in a hotel, a motel right now asleep instead of sitting in the car. But then Sam looks up and it's exactly the picture from his dream. From it's the beginning Jenny, of the episode. From the beginning of the episode, Jenny banging on the window, screaming. And for they, help. For help. They run into the house. Um, Sam goes to get the kids. Yep. Dean goes to get Jenny. And we get this great parallel to the pilot episode. We sure do. Of, so, Sam and, uh, so Dean and Jenny get out of the house first. Yeah, because when they're running in, Dean's like, I'll get Jenny, you get the kids. Yes. And Sam, so Sam goes and gets the kids and as he's running out, he gives, and it's interesting that her name's Sari or Sari, very like Sammy. Yeah. But also before, just before that, when he, he gets uh, Richie and he gets, goes into her room, he sees the fiery figure mm-hmm. and he scooches into the room to grab, mm-hmm. um, to grab her. And he's like, don't look, don't look, don't look. And they, mm-hmm. he manages to get out of the room and we get to that iconic, almost mirrored. Yeah. So it's definitely on purpose. Meant to mirror the pilot episode. Yep. He take gives your brother. Don't Sari, look back. Exactly. Gives Sari oh. Richie and says, take your brother. Don't Goosebumps. look back. And so she runs out of the house and at the same time he gets grabbed by whatever the, it is, the poltergeist Christ. and pulled back into the house. And the door slams very like on brand for a horror movie, like mm-hmm. very like sharp and fast. The, the kids get outside. Dean is, of course, freaking out, freaking out he, the, because Sammy's still, Sam's still in there. And so he goes and he gets an axe to get to break into the house. Guns. He's got, I'm assuming, salt bullets. Because he's in the back of the car pulling mm-hmm. out his armory. Yes. And I love at this point, 
neighbors are, are standing outside watching mm-hmm. in the background, but no one's doing anything. Well, I don't know if they necessarily – I did th- notice that this time and I was like, what do they think is happening? <laughs> like, yeah, because like, th- there's nothing on fire. Yeah. And what's Jenny going to be like, sorry, my house is a bit haunted um, yeah. and that's why we're, we're out here, but it's okay. It's all going to be fine. Yeah, the boys got it. Sam is pinned up against a wall by the, the poltergeist. poltergeist yep. uh, things are not looking very good. Dean breaks in. He's got the gun. All of this is happening. And then at the same time, we're seeing this on fire figure walking towards Sam. Dean runs in. He's about to shoot this cre- this this fire this thing fire demon. Um, you know this ghost. He thinks it's the it's the poltergeist. Guys. And then Sam says, "No, don't shoot." I know who it is. I can see her. And then the fire mm. goes out and it is their mother, Mary oh Winchester, who I didn't mention the first episode, played by Samantha Smith. Um, lovely lady. Lovely. Uh, I was crying at this point. I was tearing, Oh, really? I was actually tearing up because, I, <laughs> because I'd forgotten what had happened. I'm like, oh, my God, that's the, that's the mm-hmm. other energy. And yep. when Missouri was trying, she's like, there's a second energy. I can't read it, though. It's... Mm-hmm. You get the mm-hmm. sense that the poltergeist was masking Mary mm-hmm. because if he let it out, she would feel and go, "That's Mary. She's here to protect. We can we can mm-hmm. bring her forward. We can like it'd be a different narrative." Mm-hmm. And I love this reveal. And oh yeah, it's just like, oh my god! And I started tearing up because I'm just like, Sammy's never met mom. And yeah, it's just like oh, it's just a lot of feelings. Yeah, this I remember watching this the first time around. Like this whole episode had oh. had so <laughs> much going for it. Like it really did. Missouri, and then this reveal of their mother being yep. the other spirit that's in the house. Yep. So she sees Dean, and she says, "Dean, this is the first time Sam's ever seen his mother in yeah. real life because he was a baby when she died." Yeah, he's and only she seen her pictures. Comes up and she says, "Sam," and then she says. I'm sorry. And that's it. And then she does a classic horror jilt. like Yes. The jilt. Yep. And um, tells the spirit to get out of my house and to leave my boys alone. Leave my boys alone. And she destroys herself to save her She sacrifices. Her sons. She sacrifices herself as a spirit to, to save to save her sons. Mm. Um, also, I did write here in one of my notes, I'm not crying, you're crying. <laughs> See, I don't think I cried at this i think i was too like the because the, obviously but, I, I the first time i watched this was a cool 16 years ago yes i don't think i cried i think i was too like what yeah. um well at the time <laughs> when i first watched this i 100 percent did that mm-hmm. but i think this time around one i was shocked but then i started tearing up because i'm like this is mm-hmm. gonna make is gonna make is gonna not feel the trauma mm-hmm. but it's going to give them some sense of like calm and it's going to give them some like a baby tiny relief of just like mum's mum saved us and we saw it this time mm-hmm. and she was here she saved us mm-hmm. it doesn't give them closure but it gives no. them something it, it was a warm fuzzies and i think i was just like i'm just gonna cry because she's mm-hmm. back and she loves her so much yeah i love that so it's the next morning and missouri is talking to sam and she apologizes because she's like, I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. And but she said, you you knew. You knew you something knew. was still r- wrong. And Sam asked, what's happening to me? And Missouri's like, I know I should know, but I really I don't, don't know what's going on. And, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry that I don't know more about what's happening, but know that your mum sacrificed herself to to save you yeah. and her energy, her positive energy cancelled out the poltergeist's yeah. negative energy. And the house is now officially cleared out, and so Jenny and her family can live safely we, in their yep. in their house again. And so she farewells Sam and Dean yep. and says, "Don't be a stranger." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, instead of following Sam and Dean off onto their next adventure this time, we we stay with Missouri. She we goes sure back home, and she's she, talking to some, so saying about how Sam is mm-hmm. strong, and I'm surprised has a really has, is has really gift. powerful. And gift, and I'm surprised you couldn't sense a presence. Mm-hmm. Because it, we we pan across. I forgot what happened. <laughs> we pan across, mm. and it is mm. John Winchester mm. uh, sitting with his head in his hands. And I love that she's like, John Winchester, I could slap you. And I was mm. like, yes, you could. Yeah. And I know she said words, but I was too busy screaming, oh, my God, it's fucking John, yeah. over and over my head. So. Can you tell me how it ended? Because yes, I really I didn't uh, click. So Jeffrey D. Morgan is back mm-hmm. playing John. Now, Jeffrey D. 
didn't actually think he would continue to play John. Oh, as really? Older because oh, he was the same. He was young, wasn't he? He was a yes. little bit older than Jensen and Jared, like a little bit, but not by much. Yeah. So he here is in his mid thirties. So he's like 34, 35 right. in real time. In real life. So yep. obviously when he's in the in the pilot, when he's playing um, young, quote, unquote, yeah. John, he's that sort of age appropriate. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then, but obviously here he's meant to be in his 50s. And so mm-hmm. he didn't think he was going to come back, but obviously he did such a good job in the pilot that they asked him to come back. And they aged him up pretty well. Yeah, so they, the they, they, yeah, they did some, they clearly did a bit of like makeup to make him look a little but bit also more they didn't age do a lot of like on face up closes a lot of they did a lot of like they didn't have him like full frontal to the camera a lot mm. to obviously not show that he's a baby baby yeah to show that he's he's not actually hugely older than his yeah. alleged sons yeah and so she missouri like you said is furious that he didn't speak to his children yes um and that you know let them know what's going on and he he sort of says look it's not time yet. I'm not. I'm not ready to to tell to talk to, to them, them yet. And, about and what's happening? And that's the end of the episode. I know. All I can say is, I just kept screaming at this point. I was just like constant scream for a minute and a half because mm-hmm. I'm like, I fucking forgot about this. I forgot that's how we found out that John Winchester is fine. Yep, is back in his hometown mm-hmm. because how's he know they're back in their hometown? Well, I'm I mean, because assuming... you assume you listen to. To, to Dean's message. Yeah. yeah. I got there, guys. Yeah. I worked it out. She, she, she got there and yeah, <laughs> on her own, on the same breath. Yes. Yes. It, it's very, She's very getting classic. Better. <laughs> it's very classic, but it's just such a, there are so many twists and turns mm-hmm. in this episode and it's because it's moving the actual season story arc mm-hmm. forward, you're like, well, what's going to fucking happen next week? Mm-hmm. Where are we going? Where are mm-hmm. we building into? What's happening? Yeah. Holy fuck John Winchester. Holy fuck it's Mary. So yeah, this was, this is a great episode. Great, great episode. And it's great to have the character, the whole story arc start to move forward again. Yep. Had a lot of amazing reveals. We've got Mary who mm-hmm. came back as a ghost. Then we had John, the reveal that John is actually fine and he's been fine the whole time. He's, he's just searching been for working. the, tru- the yeah. truth about what happened to their mother. Yep. Uh, and we sort of get a little bit more about Sam's powers that then he's not just dreaming about things that are happening to him, mm-hmm. but things that are happening in general. Yep. He's got the shinning. Yeah. He's the got the shinning. Shin- I can't do. I can't do the Scottish accent. Yeah, neither can I. Um, for <laughs> the Simpsons reference that that's from. Do you want to get sued? Sued? You get sued? Thank you so much for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Follow us on mm-hmm. Instagram at We Will Talk About It Pod on Twitter at We Will Talk Pod. You can email us yes. at We Will Talk About It Pod at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, leave us a rating on iTunes and a nice review. Positive. Yes, a positive review. Mm-hmm. So in the meantime, stay safe and stay out of the basement. 100%. Bye. Bye.